Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison. I'm Jamie Fenderson, and we're doing another Wheels Choose Our Fate of Doom. Three wheel. <laughs> we, we'll name it someday, but we're doing a wheel. We're doing a wheel spin is what we're doing right now. That's how we're rolling. That's how we're so, rolling. Again, we got the year. We got the topics. We got the segments. Only the some of the years are missing because we did some of the years. Okay, we got my ran, random wheel picker here, and we're gonna pick our year. Ready? Oh, oh. there it goes. Nineteen eighty-two. Eighty-two. Okay. I got our next wheel. Here we go for our 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 topic. This is the most. So this is important. Ooh. Fingers crossed. Memoirs. Yes, no retrospective. What the frick is memoirs? It's our memories. Like, what do we remember about memories? Oh, memories. Memoirs. Memoirs. Well, it sounds French. When you say it like that. Memoirs. But it's basically, we get to say, hey, here's what I remember about 1982. How old were you in 1982? I was just a little kid. Me too, man. <laughs> but I do remember, I do have a distinct memory. It's probably my first memory, actually. Okay. All right. Do you have any memories of 1982? I don't if think not, so. we can respin it. No, no, I'm going to th- have to think about it all. I mean, because I, I actually, I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Really? Yep. Hmm. So you think about it. I, I already know. Um, and then we don't really have to do the third wheel, do we? Because we, if we get one memory, then we're going to be okay. <laughs> One. so we'll skip the third wheel all right so it's two wheels 1982 yeah, two wheels today. 1982 memoirs and then now we're going to go into the future right i love this when we step our into, into our time portal and we go into the future ready <gasps> but now we're way in the future dude it's been like three weeks yeah and now you're married I know lots of happened in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Vacation, congratulations. And I actually mean that when I say congratulations, because most of the time when people get married, I, I, I don't, I just say it, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, congratulations. Like I have, I have a friend whose daughter got married. She's like 21. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> but actually I'm like, yeah, you're going to intertwine your life with someone. And, and then you both are going to grow apart because you don't even know who you are yet. And then you're going to get divorced, but congratulations. <laughs> But with you, I actually mean it because I think it's it's better to get like married, like mi- middle aged, you know, later in life because you know who you are. And I, and I think I think we're, we're smarter. We're I, we're more cynical and slower physically, but I think we know who we are. And I think it's a better time. It's a better thing to do, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, and I've reached the age where I know what it takes to make a relationship work, you know, like uh, it's not all about me, apparently. Uh, so <laughs> who would have thought that years yeah, ago, you right? Figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we went into the future. Yep. And then you, you were a bachelor and now you're, and now, and now you're a married guy. That's crazy. Well, she did marry you too, despite the, despite all the stuff you put her through with the save by the bell and the Pauly Shore, she still <laughs> went for it, man. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, you know, he we watched this crap for the stupid podcast years, but I'll marry you anyways. <laughs> Tolerate you. She's in. She's been involved. She's been in two episodes now, so she's in. She's in the family. It's like the mafia. Part of the team. Once you do more than one episode, you're in. <laughs> you never getting out. So we're doing 1982 memoirs, are we? Yes, indeed. So. so- 
This was difficult because I was quite young in 1982. Yeah, we were just little kids. We were probably just starting to form memories, right? Exactly. And and I managed to block out a lot of my childhood. <laughs> so what I what I had to do though is we moved around a lot. My mother moved us around a lot as children. So what I had to do is like, okay, what grade was I in in 1982, based on how old I was, and then what house were we living in when I was in that grade? And then I was like, okay, what do I remember about being in that grade at that school? And what do I remember about living in that house? And I was like, okay, I remember stuff. So oh, I, I knew, I knew because I, I don't, I probably don't have any memories of 1982, except for the one thing that I'm going to talk about. And okay. that's probably my first memory and it's vivid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. When, you we, wanna... when we, when we picked this, you were like instantly, like I have something. Yeah, I did. Well, why don't you, why don't you do your thing? And, and finally, like, what did, what did you dig out of that brain of yours back way back machine came out with something way back in 1982 and you, and you managed to pull something out. So I remember this house that we were living in and my bedroom was in the basement of the house. And this is relevant to this story. So in the basement, it was kind of a little cold and uh, the laundry room was down there and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we had hamsters as kids, me and my sister had hamsters. And so I had a hamster and it turned out to be a girl and had babies And what was interesting about this hamster is she escaped from her cage and it was a nice cage. I took, I took good care of my hamster and she had plenty of space. She had a running wheel and that kind of stuff. And then apparently when we got her from the, you know, hamster store, she was pregnant. So she pops out these babies and decides to take her babies and babies. Exactly. And steal, steal out of the cage, which was impressive because it had little bars on it. And so she gnawed through two of the bars to make a space, right? snuck wow. out and what and eventually we found her never found the babies by the way i'm assuming she just ate them and <laughs> oh, gosh. she's like oh shit i'm out of the cage and i'm hungry now i'm gonna eat my hamsters but we found her in the dryer somehow she managed to get into the dryer because i'm assuming she was you know going towards the warmth because uh, of the cold ass basement and she died in the dryer and then, so we replaced that hamster with another and, hamster. So in the dryer? How I don't, no, I don't think it was in the dryer. I think it was in the, um, in the, the, you know, the thing in the back, the, you know, when it comes out of the dryer where the, where the vent comes out Oh. and she got into that. So oh. not actually like up in the, uh, you know, in the, 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 the drum, but the back piece. So, oh. and she was dead. So that hamster got replaced with another hamster. And so this time my sister had a hamster as well. So what we did is we took our two cages and got one of those little hamster tunnels, you know, so that they could go together. And pretty smartly, I took like a uh, can of Coke or Pepsi or something like that and some snips and cut like a little, little piece of aluminum that I bent around the bars to seal back up the exit that the other one hook. So, which I thought when I'm thinking about it is like, that was pretty smart for a young guy. Mm. And, um, we took our two cages and we put them on a shelf in the dining room, which is where we kept our hamsters at that time. And I remember <laughs> one day we came and this was in the middle of the winter. I know. Yeah. Cause you want to eat next to smelly, yeah, shit, just, you know, smelly hamsters when you're yeah, hamster day. shit and dinner. That's, <laughs> totally. that's good. Uh-huh. So I remember, cause it was winter time and we came home from school and, uh, 
the hamsters were basically kind of balled up like freezing. Cause, uh, cause you know, we, we were poor. So my mom always made us turn the heat off in the house when, of course, when we weren't there and we come home and the hamsters are like balled up freezing, kind of like doing this little shaky thing. And we're like, Oh no, the hamsters are dying. Cause we're little kids. <laughs> and uh, so we grabbed the hamsters and we, we, we had those uh, you know, have heater vents that are on the floor, you know, so when you crank it on the, the heat blows out of yeah, them, blows up out of the floor. Yeah. And so we put the hamsters on that and crank the heat up to, you know, reheat them and put little cups of water next to them to try to like feed them. And of course <laughs> called our mother, like crying, like the hamsters are dead. And so, so my mom tells it when she comes home, she came home and she was like, she walks into the house and it was like 90 degrees in the house. Cause we had the, cause we had the <laughs> heater cranked up and these like two dead, you know, suffering hamsters like on the floor, like just, you know, they're just like, let us die. Um, so, so they did die and uh <laughs> they died too yes no we buried buried them next to the so we got a lot of death suffering cannibalism yeah dead hamsters <laughs> <laughs> buried in the backyard and what's cool about this too is because we buried them in like little shoe boxes and stuff and put little mementos next to them and later that house it was the way it was situated it was kind of on a corner and it eventually got turned into uh, I think it was like a dentist's office. I remember driving past years later and the parking lot is where the yard used to be backyard used to be. So I'm, I would, I imagine like at some point, some construction guy digging up you know, the, the backyard for, to, to lay the stuff. And there's like, you know, hamster bones and a little hot wheels car and a little like hamster toys and stuff, like in this little memorial of dead hamsters. in the yeah. backyard. It's like an ancient burial ground, man. Now totally. that people who go to that dentist come out with like hamster teeth and shit. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's, cursed. It's, it's cursed by hamsters. They're like, <laughs> their equipment stops working every once in a while. The dentist is like, what's going on, man? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to open my dentist business. This place yep. is cursed. I keep hearing squeaking at night for no reason. <laughs> what is this noise? Pet cemetery. Yeah. So we, we tortured hamsters to death. Well, it sounds like you were trying to be nice to the hamsters. Yeah. Um, it was about the intent. Yeah. You were just kids. We didn't you, know. If, 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 this, if they were humans, you wouldn't be charged with murder as much as manslaughter. That's good. That's it good. would be more. It wouldn't be hot. It wouldn't be necessarily like some grade one homicide kind of stuff. It, it's more like hamster manslaughter, like um, unintentionally, like negligently killing them as opposed to like belligerently trying to murder them. <laughs> so you'd spend less time in hamster, hamster prison, you know, you, mm -hmm. you'd be all right. They'd put me in a little cage with a little running wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> If you if you go to hell, that's what's gonna happen, dude. All the hamsters will be down there, like, "Hello, Milo, remember me? Remember me, sucker?" Well, that's a cool memory, I guess. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's like, what's your memory? Killing hamsters, killing <laughs> death, and animals eating their own young, dead hamsters. I always thought you were kind of a dark guy, man. Mm, yeah. So my my memory is like, uh, it's 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 a. So 1982, I remember this because this was the first year I ever went to the theater and I'm just a little kid. Right. And I went and I saw in summer of 1982, a movie came out and it was called E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, so my mom took me out to see that in the theater. I think it's the first time I ever went to the theater and I was a hot mess, dude. I was an emotional train wreck. I was a, I was a little dumpster fire, bro. 
You were like, like Drew Barrymore, I, I love you. I don't know. Oh man, that. I was having all kinds of feelings. I did. I had a little little kid crush on Drew Barrymore. I'm just I, I'm I'm just amazed by this the whole thing. And then I remember my mom had to take me in the middle of the movie, like to the bathroom and calm me down because I was just freaking out in the theater. And I remember the part, it's the part where E.T. dies. And they're trying mm-hmm. to refibrillate him with the thing, and he, and and Elliot's like, no, and I'm I don't, and I'm just I remember, dude, I was a I was just like, oh my god, no, <laughs> just a just a mess, dude. And my mom had to take me out, and she's like, it's okay, it's okay. There's a lot more to the movie to go. I think you know something can has going to be all right. I'm like, he he died. Did you see that? I just <laughs> freaking out, dude. Um. Like, I don't think I've ever had a movie just like, cause I was the right age and that was the right movie. Just like, just, just make my emotions tugging around all over the place, dude. When E.T. died, I, I remember freaking out cause my mom had to take me out, out of the theater for a while and calm me down. Cause I was having an issue, bro. And so that I remember it's E.T. just, I was, and maybe this is where I got my love for movies is maybe, maybe that first time I went to see, to CET, I was just amazed. I was flabbergasted. I was a wreck, dude. And then, and then finally, um, finally at the end, ET, um, he's he's saying bye to Elliot, and he gets back in his ship, and he goes, and I'm, I just freak out, dude, again because I'm bursting into tears and I'm crying. I'm on my knees. And my mom's like, hey, he he got he went back home. What are you doing? I'm like, but he's never coming back, is he? <laughs> E.T.'s never coming back. Oh, man. So that's 1982. I remember that. I don't know if I remember anything else about 1982, but I vividly re- remember going to see E.T. because I was a I was a I was a hot mess. <laughs> I was a little I was a little dumpster fire, dude. And, and so I remember that. It's funny. I remember seeing that movie as well in the theater. Yeah. And were you, rem- were you just a dumpster fire like me? No, I don't think so. I remember we sat really close to the front. Uh, and I do. Yeah. Beyond that, I just remember like kind of where we sat because it was like super close to the front. So I remember we had to look up. So it must have been a pretty full theater. So it must have been pretty early when it was released. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it was the biggest movie. I mean, it beat Star Wars is like the highest grossing. It was huge huge movie 82 was a huge year in movies but that was the biggest movie at the like ever at the time uh i have not seen that movie since then really that is the one and only time i've seen that movie are you serious 100 serious yeah wow i've never sat down and watched the whole thing from beginning to end since then you know i mean obviously i've seen clips of you know because when they do clips for different things is that on purpose or just it's not on purpose it's just random for whatever random reason i've just never seen you know because it's never playing anywhere that you know it's never like when i'm flipping through channels kind of thing so in order to see it i'd have to like you know rent it or something and dude it's it's like like free on tubi right now is it well maybe check it out on tubi i think you should just watch it again hmm uh, relive that memory, and and then when you watch it, you can think about little Jamie Fenderson, just a, an emotional train wreck. Like I'll be like, oh, Jamie, you're such a baby. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching when ET almost dies, and I'm like, what an idiot, Jamie. You know he's gonna come back alive. <laughs> oh man, I was I was a, I was I was not having it. 
I had to leave the theater for a little while and calm down. <laughs> and then at the end, I just broke down, dude. I remember I broke down. and But it was more sadness that I had lost my friend who, you know, E.T. went away. And I knew I, I knew for certain he wasn't coming back. And he didn't because there weren't any sequels. Yeah, you're like, they're not making a sequel. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I want E.T. part. Yeah. Here's a couple of interesting facts about E.T. Hmm. Uh, did you know? They were originally wanted to use M&Ms as the like bait to get E.T. I did. But didn't M&M say no or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they said no. Dumbass. So then, yeah. So then they went over to the, the Reese's Pieces people and the Reese's Pieces people are like, OK. And then and then Reese's Pieces, it went up like sales went up like 65 percent, like sales started booming. And uh-huh. then the M&M's people, you know, they're kicking their butts. It oh, sells totally. in the butts like, oh, Oops. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> when Steven Spielberg comes to you and says, we want to use your stuff. Just you say don't yes. Just say yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Mr. Spielberg. What kind of dummies? <laughs> I guess it was 82, maybe. I mean, but he... He yeah, made he a couple done, big... Th- yeah, he, I mean, he had done Jaws by then. Um, he had done, well, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So by then he was he 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 was obviously pretty big still. Yeah. I mean, you don't say no. You don't you dummies. No. <laughs> and and did you know another thing? Speaking of kids, little kids, hmm. uh ET, I guess it's based on Spielberg's imaginary friend. I guess he had an alien as an imaginary friend. Oh, that he kind of cool. cooked up when his parents got divorced and he didn't have any friends and his dad wasn't around as much, so he cooked up this imaginary friend who was an alien. And I guess while filming Indiana Jones, uh, he was in Tunisia and I guess he got pretty lonely because it's like you're in the middle of nowhere, Tunisia, and and he got lonely and he was thinking about his little alien imaginary friend again. And and then the wheels started turning about the whole alien and having a relationship with a kid kind of thing. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that part. So a couple of uh, ET facts for you. Nice. Um, So... Both of our memories are slightly childhood traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of dead animals and you made your own pet cemetery and cursed the dentist's office. Yep. And you got and a mine was a dead alien that came back to life that you're sad that he flew away from you. Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> devastated, dude. My mom kept like, oh, man, I shouldn't have. T- maybe I shouldn't have taken this. I thought it was just going to be a fun movie. And, but this kid's a mess. Is E.T. <laughs> is it P.G.? PG, maybe even, yeah, probably PG. Yeah, I don't see why it would be PG 13. So it must be. Oh, no, it's not PG 13. No, no, no. It's, I was going to even say G, but I think it's probably PG. Yeah, I think it's PG. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a little kid, man, it's, and you're in the theater and it's the first time you've ever been to a theater, it's an event, dude. It's like I explored a lot of emotions. Like my first crush was probably that there too with Bill <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Totally. Hey, walking around with a little flower pot. I'm like, oh, she's the beautiful thing I've ever seen. I feel funny when I see her. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool year. Michael Jackson's Thriller came out in 1982. I noticed that while I was looking stuff up. Yeah. I remember a lot that. of cool things came out. It was a great movie year. Uh, Wrath of Khan came out. Yeah. See, I didn't watch that till much later because Blade Runner came later. out. Once again, and didn't it, watch it, it wasn't much popular, later. but it, it it was a slow burner after that. Yeah, love it. The now. Dark it's Crystal, fantastic. 
Dude, I remember we need, we, it's on our list of episodes to do a dark crystal one. I remember watching dark crystal and being scared by it. Yeah, I was like, too. That movie freaked me out. It was scary. And, mm-hmm. and do you know, and especially the Skeksis, they scared mm-hmm. shit out of me, dude. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. And people were asking Jim Henson. They're like, hey, a lot of kids are scared of your movie, but you're targeting them. What's up with that? And he's like, look, I, I think it's okay for kids to feel a little bit of fear. Um, it's a valid emotion. I mean, you know, back in the day, they used to read these, you know, fairy tales and nursery rhymes that are actually kind of like scared kids because um, Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. It's actually grim. All right. (laughs) If you actually read the real originals, it's kind of like, Ooh, but Jim Henson's like, Hey, it's cool to be, you know, little kids. And then it's a safe place to feel fear. Yeah. And then they can know kind of like what a little bit of fear is as opposed to feeling, feeling real fear because they're in a, like a fearful environment. They can watch this and kind of feel a little bit of fear safely. And it was kind of controversial that he was saying that kind of stuff, but I agree because even though I, I I felt like a kind of of some fear when I watched that film, I think I look back now and I'm like, that was, I'm, I'm still fascinated by that movie. And I think he's right. I think a, a little bit, a little kid fear in a safe kind of environment. It's not bad. It's true. It probably create, created more of an impact, mm-hmm. that fear that kind mm-hmm. of stuck around. So it's, so it is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, it, it makes sense. And yeah, you're right. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of fear as long as it's in a safe environment like that, like a movie thing. And yeah, because I, I, I'd say maybe if I have one other 1982 memory, it might be watch watching that, uh, the Dark Crystal and just that's another emotion where I wasn't just a mess, but I, I was kind of quiet because I was fascinated, but afraid too. Cause I was even afraid of the Gelflings. Cause they're kind of elf looking, looking yeah. and they're weird and they're not real. Right. And, it, and those things that they're writing, those giant grasshopper things. I'm like, that's not natural, dude. I'm kind of afraid of these all. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm even afraid of the good guys in this movie. Yeah. I remember because being kind of creeped out by the things that they were writing with the yeah. long, looking legs and stuff. Do you remember being creeped out about the whole ordeal? Like the yeah. whole movie was kind of, I was creeped out, but fascinated at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't stop watching, but I was kind of scared. Yeah. Totally. I think that's I think that's a good movie though. If you can get kids to kind of be afraid, but but they can't stop watching that, that you did you did your job. Did you watch the uh, Netflix did a prequel to that? Yeah, yeah, um, and it's good. It's I liked it. Yeah, I thought they did a good job with it as well. Like they it, used maybe a little bit of CGI for some parts definitely. as an enhancement, but mm-hmm. mo- it's all the same kind of puppetry, puppetry and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I suggest people check that out. It's called. Uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. If you're a Dark Crystal fan, um, I think you'll like it. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was too. well done. Another reason why Netflix respects Generation X. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and Niners Uncensored listeners, as always, you can check us out on the 80s and 90s.com or you can visit us on Twitter at the 80s and 90s.com. And I didn't come up with an outro this time around, so I don't know what to. Know what to well, well, we'll 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 leave you with this. We're out of here, like Milo's bachelorhood last week. <laughs> good one, good one. No, no on longer the on the market, but I am. Ladies, Drew Barrymore. Hmm? Drew Barrymore. Wine you bar. You know what? You know you know the shtick. Got the wine bar here in Issaquah, Old Town. 
And I love your new show, by the way. Oh, she has a new show? Yeah, it's like a like a daytime talk show. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, I did hear yeah. she was doing she's, a show. She's, she's, she's like, she's middle-aged, but she still looks amazing. So, yeah. Drew, come on over. I got a whole gang of wine bar. He might bump you to the head, head of the line. <laughs> yeah, I would. Hmm? I will. You just give me a call. 